You're listening to Canada Reads American Style, the only podcast by two librarians from Michigan who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our hosts, tech guru, baker, and historical romance reader Shauna, and content provider, dog lover, and nonfiction and realistic fiction reader Rebecca. Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. Today is going to be the last podcast of 2021. What a year it has been. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we have, yeah, we've made it through so many things. Uh, we started off with Canada Reads, and then we went into this huge challenge that had, what, 20 some odd books on it or activities for us to do? That's true. I think there were 26. There's 26. Wow. So uh, that is what we're going to be discussing today, and we are looking forward to 2022 and all the new things that are coming about, but let's give a little recap to 21. So at the beginning of the year, well, actually back in December of 2020, Read Native 2021 came out with a challenge, and it's from the American Indian... American Indian Library Association. A-I-L-A, yeah. Uh, And they were like, hey, let's do a a whole year challenge where you read and do prompts from from 26 different categories. And Rebecca and I were like, well, Rebecca found the challenge, actually. I did? (laughs) I think you did. Oh, okay. Uh, And then said, hey, we we need something to do for the podcast this year. Let's do it. And you know me, I'm just like, yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to our original podcast about it because I don't think it was me. I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> but anyway, go <laughs> but thanks for giving me credit or blame. I don't know. <laughs> I, a little of both, a little of both, because yeah. uh, we didn't, I don't think we expected to, one, finish the challenge this year. So, you know, it's great that we both were able to accomplish that. But two, I don't think we we didn't know what we were setting ourselves up for either <laughs> when yeah. taking on the challenge. So uh, because I think we heard about the challenge in November to December of 2020, and then Canada Reads came out, and we're like, okay, we, we're doing our Canada Reads thing. So uh, you can go back and listen to all of our podcasts where we have interviewed several different authors. We've interviewed several different of the Canada Reed Defenders. Yeah, we did one, yeah, one Defender. And then of course, Ali Hassan, who joins us for, he did two years in a row for us, which we really loved. And he's just wonderful for us, to us. Yeah. yeah. So, and gosh, how many Canada Reads have we done together so far on the podcast? I think, I think this is, I think this was our third year of doing them, you know, talking about the books. And so, yeah, for me, the, it wasn't really, for some bizarre reason, it wasn't really my genre. I just didn't really get into any of the books that much. So it was kind of a disappointment. So I'm really hoping that 22, I hope that I am more excited about the titles. But uh, yeah, I guess I like all the angsty stuff. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't, I just wasn't that crazy about it. But everybody knows that because we've talked about it. But yeah. So. Right. Well, a little bit. I wonder if it is like we, both of us, we had uh, train tickets we had hotels booked and we had gotten into the live taping of 
the very first day of Canada Reads 2020, and we weren't able to go. Let me tell you, I had a hotel voucher. That hotel voucher, they're like, oh, you uh, you get to keep that until December of 2021. Well, it's December 2021. I still can't get across the border easily. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to extend it to the end of 2022. <laughs> so now I still have a hotel waiting for me in Toronto until the end of 2022. And it's just like, why don't you just refund me my money? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have a reservation for a four a four star spa in Ontario, and I haven't been able to go. But I did tell them just to hold it for me, and I don't even know if they're still holding it for me. So hopefully, I didn't lose my deposit on that either. So I know yeah. we need this thing to clear up already. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, but you know, we made it work. We did the whole virtual Canada Reads. They did a fabulous job with it in 2020, and then in 2021. They even, they still had some virtual stuff. So uh, it was really cool to learn from Allie how they were able to make that work. So make sure you listen to that podcast because they had to do some special um, things to get ready for the broadcasts and get everybody on board with being half virtual. It was a hybrid show. Two of the contestants were there um uh, virtually and the rest were there in person. So it was definitely interesting in that regard. But then after that, we were like, okay, we're going to do our read native challenge. And we would read a couple of books here and there. And finally it gets to be October and we're like, oh, the year's almost over. <laughs> we better get these, we better get these read. So uh, I ended up doing a sneak attack on Rebecca and uh, getting every single one done where I was just like, Oh, I was, I think I was listening to like four books at one time. I would listen, I would listen to something. I would read something in ebook. And then I also have something in print and be like, okay, I got, I'm going to get all of these accomplished. And my, the end of the goal for me was you get to read how to woo a reluctant lady. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what? How to woo a reluctant, reluctant lady? Okay, that wasn't that was not a, a read native twenty one book, right? No. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a book that I started halfway through. I got like halfway through the book, and then I realized what time of year it was, and that I had literally only five books for read native done. So I was just like. Okay, you can't read this book again until you complete Read Native. Oh. And that's how I pushed myself to get through some very, they're they really good books in the information that they pertained, but they were hard to emotionally get through. But... Uh, so I completed the, the Read Native Challenge in like October, I believe. And uh, Rebecca has some exciting news. She can quit hearing me chatter on. Yeah, I, I did finish the challenge. So, and I did submit my uh, sheet with all the information uh, completed. And I'm waiting with bated breath to win prizes. <laughs> they said, but they did say you might win prizes. So I'm 
pretty sure I'm not going to win anything. But it, here's what I did win overall. I had the best year reading all of these new authors to me. And I'm, I, I learned a lot. I loved so many of these books. And it was just the best year. I mean, I'm really excited and happy that I did the challenge. And I wanted to talk about a couple of the books still that I meant that I finished that that I read to finish the challenge. And I did want to kind of mention them because they were so wonderful. And I did uh, add some kids books at the end because I did want to actually finish the challenge. So one of the ones I needed a book to fulfill the, the um, true crime and I actually read this wonderful book called The Pale-Faced Lie by David Crow. However, I'm trying not to give any spoilers away. It turns out I couldn't use it for the challenge, and that's all I'll say. Great book, incredible read, and I highly recommend it. it basically, it was about this uh, guy, David Crow, when he was a kid. His father was just this horribly abusive person who did commit murder and he survived it. And he's probably, I would say, could be in his late 60s now because the time frame seemed like it would, I think we're pretty not, I mean, I'm not that much older. I mean, that much, uh, that old yet, but I mean, uh, you're going to have to edit all that crap out, Shauna. Anyway, David Crow, let me start over. David Crow was a young man who grew up with a father who was horribly abusive and actually did commit some murders. And, but I couldn't use it for the challenge. And again, that's all I'll say. Now, what I wanted to do instead, is I really didn't want to read a true crime book. So I started looking for books about missing, uh, murdered and missing women and girls, because that is such a huge topic. And our interview with David Heska, Wombly, Wyden touches on that a little bit. And so I found a picture book called Missing Me Mama by Melanie Florence. And it was an amazing picture book about a, a woman who had been murdered, but she is, throughout the story, she's telling the story because she's watching her daughter grow up. And I mean, I cried through that whole thing. It was so beautiful. And I thought it was such a, an amazing way to tell this story, this horrible story about missing and murdered women and girls at, at that age level, but I thought they did it so beautifully. And anyway, I highly recommend Missing Me Mama. And of course, we will put these titles in the notes. Um, I also read How I Became a Ghost by Tim Tingle. And this one is a series, and I actually am going to read the other ones. It's kind of a, I would say like a fourth, maybe third through fifth grade book. And I absolutely loved it. It was about the um, Trail of Tears. And these Native Americans are on the trail of tears, but there's a, there's, it's a ghost story. It's a shapeshifter story. It is really wonderfully told. It's actually really fun. And I couldn't stop reading it. And I can't wait to read uh, the second one. And I, I think there might be a third one in the series, but anyway, highly recommend that one. And then another one I read uh, was Apple in the Middle by Dawn Quigley. And I love this book. And I think this one might be a teen book. But anyway, uh, this one was about a girl who whose mother was Native American and her father was white. But her mother dies, I think, it, I think in childbirth. But anyway, she's raised pretty much white in a white, wealthy, mostly white community. 
And she goes to spend a summer with her Native American family, her mother's side. And I just thought everything about it was beautiful and wonderful because you learned a lot. She learned a lot about her own culture that she didn't know. So I highly recommend that one too. That was wonderful. And then the last one I want to mention is because Sean is going to mention this too, but I'm going to get my words in first on this one. Uh, She had a great idea because one of the categories was you had to read a book about your tribe, but I'm not Native American. So Shauna had picked Firekeeper's Daughter because it's set in Michigan. So I thought, okay, fine. I will use that one. I'm from Michigan, so I will use it by Angeline Boulay. And while I, I liked it, I didn't love it as much as everyone seems to love it and rave about it. And in fact, I found myself having to sort of force myself to get through it because I felt it was too long and redundant in many ways. And the romance in it was really, it just didn't make any sense to me. It would never, ever, ever happen in the real world. I was supposed to kind of read this book and believe that it's all possible, which I believe 99% of the book is possible. But that romance was just so out of place and just, and then I thought, well, it is a YA book. So maybe they were trying to, she was trying to, you know, engage young, you know, young female readers with it. But I just thought the romance was kind of silly. And when they make it into a movie, I'm sure that will play a central role. They'll have some hot guy (laughs) to play the main male character or whatever. and, (laughs) And then everybody will live happily ever after and be happy. But I, I, I like the story. I like the concept of the story, but I think it, for me, it was too, it, it was too long and the romance part I didn't care for. So now do you want to say what, what you want to say about the fire? Keeper's daughter? It's funny because I know we talked about this, but it was just like the whole idea of when you read, you were really focused on the romance. And when I read it, I, I, I didn't even pick up on the romance. It wasn't even a part of the storyline for me. I was so engaged in the uh, detective work that was happening and figuring out what the mystery was. And I was just like, man, these mushrooms, they're supposed to be found on this island. And she keeps searching and searching and searching the island. And of course, it's on the last day that she's searching the freaking island that she finds the darn mushrooms. It's just like oh, she did find, I don't even remember she found it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a true component. They ended up having to find it was a modified version of something. It was just oh. like, oh, man, this girl, she's spending all this time on this island looking for mushrooms. She could be doing other stuff. I just kept thinking to myself, this guy is supposed to be working for uh, I don't know CIA or FBI or I don't know some like. BIA or I don't remember what, who he was, but he's an undercover guy. Right. And it's like, and he's messing around with a high school girl. It's like, come on. It's just, it's just too silly. The whole thing was just, that part was just silly to me. And don't get me wrong. I love YA books. There are some that I love, will always love and highly recommend, but I just thought that romance, I just thought it was ridiculous, but so I didn't like that part at all, but I, I liked it. I like the storyline overall and I probably, well, I probably won't go see the movie. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> uh, now I do want to do a shout out to the Hennepin County library in Minnesota because they put together a great lib guide 
pertaining to the Read Native 21 challenge. And that actually helped me out quite a bit in trying to figure out what items to read because I was reading kind of internationally with my choices, whether it be Indigenous, First Nations, or uh, Native American here in the States. Whereas Rebecca really took the challenge on a different, she wanted to know more about the historical components of Native Americans here in the States uh, because she didn't know that much about it. And you can hear more talk about that in earlier podcasts of ours about the Read Native Challenge. But uh, I know that it was definitely beneficial to me. And Rebecca's the one who shared the, the link to their LibGuide with me. It's funny because at the beginning of the year, I did all this research and picked all the books I said I was going to read. And then a lot of them came in and I was like, eh, now I'm not that crazy about that one. So I ended up making a lot of decisions at the last minute. But one I want to mention for memoir, I read Crazy Brave by Joy Harjo, who is or has been the poet laureate um, uh, in the United States. And it was really interesting because, I'm, as many of you might know, I'm not a big poetry reader because I don't often understand what I'm reading, but I read her memoir and I absolutely loved it. And I just found out that her second memoir is either coming out or like coming out soon, or maybe it's coming out. Um, it might be out now. I'm not sure. I have to check, but I'm going to read it because her life and her writing about her life was just wonderful. So I want to give a shout out to that one too, because I don't think I talked about that one. I think I hadn't read it yet, but Crazy Brave by Joy Harjo. And I will, of course, read her poetry because now since I've read her life story, I need to read her poetry as well. So just wanted to throw that one in there. So thanks, Shauna, for letting me throw in another title. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, because this is going to be, this is my question for you. In the entire Renative 21 challenge, what was the best category that you read a book and what was the title that you read that from that? I think, okay, for me in what I wanted to get out of, well, let me rephrase it. What I didn't expect necessarily to get out of it was the history combined with what's happening today. And Winter Counts by David Heska Wanbley Wyden was my best probably of the of the all all the books that we read this year for the challenge because it is an exciting book there's all that historical stuff about US and Native American people the history of it but also just what's happening today on reservations and I absolutely love that book plus the our interview with him I kind of forced a lot of our family and friends to listen to him, to the interview. And every one of them has been blown away and said, wow, that is your best. Like that was a great, they shouldn't say best because they didn't know they didn't listen to all of them. Shame on them. But they did absolutely love. And I have friends who are teachers, et cetera, and who listen to it. And it, it's a great interview. So I highly recommend, even if you haven't read the book, it's okay but I promise you, after you hear the interview, you're going to 100% want to read the book. And it's won tons of awards. He's hopefully writing a sequel, and it's been optioned for a movie in the future. And that one I totally 100% would go see. So that was my best book of the year. So how about you? What touched you the most? <laughs> uh, I have to say that the the book that I enjoyed the most, the book that was most memorable to me, and the book that... Uh, 
really I felt so connected to was Firekeeper's daughter. And I think it's only in regards to this phrase that my dad says all the time, where he says, don't forget your roots. And the fact that this book takes place in Michigan, it takes place in Northern Michigan, which is an area that I'm, I'm, I'm from Northern Michigan, but not like the UP Northern Michigan. You know what I mean? And, but the way of life up there is so different than where I live now or the people that I interact with now. And the being able to read about those situations and scenarios and, and completely understand how those cultural experiences are in those tiny communities like that it was just you know it it felt like i was at home really and uh you know i am going to put out there that goodreads made it the best book of 2021 in the young adult fiction category Mm -hmm. so if it's if it's already starting to get awards and making movies and stuff i can only imagine where else it could go yeah okay i just remember something else my, because I have to, and the only reason I'm saying this now is because I did say it, I think in the past, the previous podcast, actually the best book I read besides Winter Counts, which hundred percent is true, is The Seed Keeper by Diane Wilson. And I want to give that one a shout out because that was my best read of 21. That that hundred percent made the top of my list, uh, that and Winter Counts. But The Seed Keeper was, they say it's kind of, because I know um, braiding sweetgrass is just like the best read every in fact two of my friends this weekend two who don't even know each other both told me they were either reading or had just read it and they say that the seed keeper by diane wilson is sort of the fictionalized if if the if braiding sweetgrass was fiction it would be the seed keeper so i'm trying to say that not very eloquently but uh so yeah i want to throw out the seed keeper as well as my best read of 21 already having done the challenge would you do the challenge again oh yeah and in fact what will happen i will continue to read native american authors because i did learn so much i loved the the literature everything i read i I got something out of it new authors a new perspective especially everything that's going on in the world uh here in the united states You know, somebody said, I don't remember who it was that said this. I don't remember if it was an interview or if I just read it somewhere. But they say, you know, Native Americans are around us and they haven't gone away. And and yet we often just talk about the genocide and the residential schools. And we sort of forget, as, you know, white Americans, that they are, of course, thriving and living amongst us. And, you know, we may or may not know, but the point is they're, they haven't gone anywhere. It's just that we have pushed them off to the side and we don't pay attention. And so that's why for me, I'm going to definitely keep reading these authors and, and discover many more new authors. And uh, yeah, so for me, it's it was a great year. I'm excited that I did it, but I don't see it. It's just going to be p- part of my reading as I go forward. It absolutely will just be a part of my reading. So how about you? How'd you feel? Do you think, well, I, I want to ask one quick question and then I'll answer. Um, would you change any of the categories? Oh gosh, I would totally change the categories. As a librarian, you know how we are. I would 100% change the categories because I thought some of them were a little odd. And I, I just think, yeah, some of them were just kind of odd. 
I, I don't yeah, know. I wish there was a little bit more uh, either definition to some of them or yeah. uh, a little more clarification of what they mean. Because like the one that says read a book from your tribe. Well, you right. know, that's that's a little hard to do for a, a whole group of people, you know. Yeah. I also think that the... <laughs> I think the categories could have been even maybe more fun, or I especially think that what I would have appreciated because I never saw anything, I thought they were going to create book lists for us and introduce us to new authors. And I never saw that through the uh, AILA. And and that's why I say Hennepin County Library in Minnesota did a super job because they were actively engaged in the challenge and they did a great job with uh, putting out book lists. So. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if like this challenge would have benefited from a fewer amount of categories because like what if you did a book a month? Why yeah. couldn't it be 12 categories instead of 26? I to- that's actually a really great point because maybe some people looked at that challenge and thought I'm never going to finish it. And we were highly motivated because we took it on for the podcast and decided to do it. And I think that's an excellent point. I think 12 categories um would have been great and yeah i I think that's actually a really great point maybe if they ever decide to do it again that would be something they could try that would be wonderful yeah Yeah, that's true because i mean i would definitely i would take on the challenge again but i would like to definitely see some changes in how it's it's put out especially like you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do the same challenge every year like i wouldn't want to read true crime every year yeah, I yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why 12 categories actually would have been a really great idea. And I think I would have felt less pressured. And although I still think that the books I picked, I'm very happy that I did. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I found some great new authors. But yeah, I think they could have. I, I mean, you know, and it's the first time they did it, I think. So we'll give them kudos for doing it. But we certainly think they could do some things to improve it. And if they were to ever ask our opinion, we would be happy to share (laughs) our take on that. But I don't think they're going to. And that's okay, too. Um, Great respect for the work that they do. Uh, I know they're involved in lots of promoting lots of scholarships and things like that for Native American students. So that's all wonderful. So that maybe that's where their focus might be more. Who knows? That is true. So, so, do you have an announcement you want to make? <laughs> I do have an announcement. Well, today is going to be my last podcast with Canada Reads American Style. I've learned so much through this process. I mean, we've been podcasting for over three and a half to four years. And from learning, going from learning, knowing nothing about podcasting to knowing so much about it, I have been very grateful for the opportunity and the experience, and I've had so much fun just reading and engaging and talking with everybody and hearing all the different people who are influenced or people who want to talk to us. And and it's so nice to know that there are other readers and other people who are interested in, in this type of stuff that Rebecca and I are interested in as well. And, uh, 
you know, my passion really was in the technology side of it and doing all the editing and being able to learn. Uh, it's been a, it's been a great journey and uh, I can't wait to hear what more Rebecca is going to be doing with this channel. And uh, I wish it all the best in how everything's going to go with it. First of all, I want to say thank you to Shauna for uh, editing out all those ums and all the bad things that we say that sometimes we go, damn, we should take that out. And she's done a phenomenal job uh, on doing the editing over the last so many years because she really does make all of us sound a lot better than we do, like for real. So I appreciate that. Uh, and and as some of you may not know, if unless you've listened to us from the very beginning, uh, I sort of dragged Shauna into this because I really wanted to... I sort of said, I wanted to do this because I have a lot of grand nieces and nephews. They're like all like under the age of eight. And I thought, you know, after I'm long gone, wouldn't it be really cool if they would have something to listen to their Aunt Becky and they'll just really get to know me through like this podcast or whatever. Yeah. Well, what I've learned is they're not going to give a shit. <laughs> they're so not going to listen to anything I've ever done. I totally get that. And I'm fine with that. I've made peace with that. But what I discovered along the way is how much fun it is to talk to authors, which again, when we started, I was sort of like, Shauna, wouldn't it be cool if we could interview like an author one day? And then we started doing it. And I think we've interviewed like close to 30 people. So it's been an amazing ride. And I do want to say thank you, Shauna, for, uh, you know, being getting your arm twisted enough to go along with it. And then also doing all the work that you do. Uh, to make the podcast sound really good. Um, just um, it's sorry to see you go, but I totally understand that, you know, you've got new things you want to learn and new challenges in your life. So, and I do appreciate that it's time for you to do that. Well, thank you. And I think we also have to like say thank you to Click Mellertruck for being that first interviewee from getting his email at the back of a book. <laughs> That's right. Because Shauna, when I had said, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could interview someone? And Shauna said to me, look in the back of Clint's book. It has his email address. So I emailed him and he said, sure, I'll talk to you guys. And we were like, what? Oh, my gosh. And now what I know is, of course, authors will talk to us because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business and they want to get their book out to people, you know, widely. But nobody was listening to us. We had like probably three downloads or something. And and Clint agreed to talk to us. So that was great. And now we're like over, I know we're over 6,000 downloads. So that's yeah. really kind of fun. And uh, and I plan on uh, continuing the podcast uh, without Shauna. But it will be a little while before we interview any authors because I have to learn how to do the editing piece of it. And we do have a volunteer, a high school student who's going to hopefully help us. But also we are, I'm going to, because, you know, I can't do this alone. I mean, I don't want to just listen to me talk because <laughs> I mean, I talk too much anyway, but T Tara, who from Ontario, who many of you have listened to on a number of our podcasts, Tara has agreed to join me. And it's really kind of funny because when I first asked her if she would ever want to be on the podcast, she said, oh my gosh, no, that, that's not something I would want to do. And I said, oh, Okay, well, think about it. And then she joined us, I think for Aisha at last might have been her, I think might have been her first podcast with us when mm -hmm. we um, reviewed that book. And so I think she kind of enjoyed herself, obviously, because she joined us a couple more times, I think. 
And so I reached out to her and said, hey, how would you like to, you know, take Shauna's place, so to speak, kind of. And so she and I are both going to try to learn some <laughs> editing. <laughs> we and I have about the same talent level when it comes to technology. So we're going to see, but Shauna's going to make little videos for us and try to help us. And she did assure me that she's not going anywhere. So if I have questions, I can ask, which is, which I will not, I promise not to bother you, Shauna, like all the time. Um, <laughs> we do but, live in a virtual world. It's very easy to be like, oh yeah, let me make a video of that for you. Do, 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 I know. Done. Well, and Shauna does that at work. She uses the Loom product, which I'm going to give them a shout out, even though they don't sponsor us. But the Loom videos that she does are great because it's, it really highlights exactly what you need to do. And it's so easy to watch those little videos that she makes and uh, they're, they're great. So she has assured me she's made some videos and everything. So, and I will say the only reason I'm not that stressed about this part of it necessarily is as of January 21st, 2022, I will be a retired person and I am so thrilled and I figure, okay, I will have time to learn this and, you know, kind of, figure out how to do it with Shauna's uh, videos <laughs> and answering my questions, hopefully. And uh, Tara's son, who's in high school, he wants to learn a new, a new thing technology wise. So he's going to be helping us as well. So I think between Tara, her son and myself, I think we should be able to figure it out, but we are going to start slow <laughs> and kind of build from there. So I'm not talking to any authors right now uh, about chatting with us because I think we are going to definitely need some time to figure it all out. But anyway, so that's what 2022 will look like. Also, I should say too, Shauna has said that obviously if there's something that she reads or if she reads one of the books or whatever, she's, she's willing to come back and join us again. So it's not like you'll never hear from Shauna probably ever again. It's just that we're going to take on the, on the backside of it, I think. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many comments be like, what? Where's Shauna gone? <laughs> I know, because you're always the person who, I mean, you're the one that t chats with um, all the in authors that we've interviewed and the celebrities, the defenders and stuff. So, because uh, you're the one that explains all the tech side of it to them. So God knows how that's going to happen <laughs> in 2022. But like I said, I'll be retired. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'm not... Yeah. And, you know, they tell you to stay young. You got to keep your brain active and engaged and learn new things. So I figure, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for me to learn something new. So, yeah, it's true. But probably all the ums won't be uh, edited out, probably. So just I'm um, just warning everybody up front on that right away. So, yeah. <laughs> and with that, don't forget to subscribe. Click that notification bell. We're on YouTube. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Instagram. And you know where you can find us at? Canada Reads American Style. Goodbye.